So bear with me. I've just escaped my family. Finally! And I found a nearby park where I've decided to record this for you. And then I really quickly realized that's why they have podcast studios. Because there's no wind in a studio. Anyway, I am so desperate to shout at you because I'm sitting in nature and shouting is my nature. But I can't because they're already looking at me funny. So, I am very quietly and very excitedly using way too many varies to welcome you to my very first podcast episode of Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman. This podcast is going to be chock full of tips and tricks and tools and anecdotes and stories and shouting and more stories and more shouting because I want to make sure that you're going to become the best mom entrepreneur that you can be. Why? Because I've been working on it. I've been working my tail off and then my pants off for over 15 years. And in that time, I could sit here and regale you with all of the glorious things that have happened to me and all of the successes and accolades and anecdotes. But that's all BS. You know that. I know that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the billion mistakes that I've made. I want to talk about all of the gratuitous errors and trauma and horrible things that have happened along the way because that's where the real gems are. That's where the juicy stuff is. I run the number one platform for mom entrepreneurs to grow their companies. It's called The Founding Moms. And so I have the privilege of talking to woman after woman about what makes her business go, what makes it suck. And I wanna make sure of several things. You're gonna find some themes that I'm just gonna harp on over and over again. Like, you don't have to do this alone. You're not alone. There are an awful lot of us doing this every day. You also have to know, I'm gonna make this very clear. Nobody knows what they're doing. Not a single one of us. If you ever meet anybody in business who claims to know exactly how things are supposed to work, they're lying to you. I also want to begin this podcast by sharing, uh, it's, well, boy, do I have a story for you. We're going to talk about my favorite actor and yours, actor Paul Rudd. But before that, I want my first piece of advice to you to be a very basic, go with your gut. I cannot say it enough. Go with your gut. I believe in this so strongly because it's happened to me time and time again. Here's what I've noticed with women around the world. On the daily, I have noticed that there is this moment, I don't know the name for it, maybe you have one, where we all have a great idea, we have a, a spark in our brains, and we think, oh my goodness, wouldn't it be great to try out this thing to grow my business? Maybe it's a new marketing idea. Maybe it's a brand new product or a service. Maybe it's a whole new campaign of some sort. And you have the idea, and then all of a sudden, you start convincing yourself why it's terrible, why it won't work, why you shouldn't bother, right? So you have that great idea, and then you start walking yourself through why it's not going to work, because you're going to be a failure, because people are going to laugh at you, because it's going to look bad, because you're not going to be supporting your partner, because of so many reasons that you make up in your minds that are not even true, and then you go with that and you kill the idea and you don't end up going with your gut. 
And you start being convinced by data geeks. You start being convinced by all of those terrible voices in your head that you shouldn't pursue the thing that actually could work. And I say this to you partly because I see this all the time, but also because I am a woman of the gut. Uh, I have been going with my gut for a really long time. I've been in business for 15 years and I have never, mm, I'm not going to say never. I have rarely had an idea that I've tried that's been so much of an epic failure that I've been embarrassed. I've never had it kick back to me in a way where I'm just full of shame. But I think that's a major fear for most people that I talk to in business. Uh, so I want to tell you a pretty cool story about the actor Paul Rudd. If you don't know who he is, just go Google him. I'm not going to go through his bio. Back in 2002, I had just finished a stint working at a major record label in New York City and decided, with my then-boyfriend Adam, to move to Los Angeles, City of the Stars, to go to grad school. And when we landed, we both thought, what better way to celebrate your arrival to Hollywood than to go to a taping of a TV show? So we did! If you are ancient, you'll also remember a guy named Craig Kilborn, who was on the air for a short time hosting The Late Late Show. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Craig Kilborn. This is, uh, how is that open? Was that open okay? Fairly strong. Fairly strong. Uh, this is my last show, ladies and gentlemen. And, um... So we went online, filled out a form, got some tickets, and they instructed us on the day of the show, you can go online and check who the guest is going to be so that you can get pumped for your arrival. Which we did. And on that day, I read online that the guest of The Late Late Show was going to be this up-and-coming actor named Paul Rudd. Really, I'm a, I'm a pretty nice guy. Just ask my parole officer. <laughs> pa apparently, I'm not a funny guy. I turned to Adam and I said, can you believe it? We're going to see this really cool new actor. He laughed and he said to me, that's hilarious, because Paul Rudd is the guy who DJ'd my bar mitzvah when I was 13. And I said, what? Uh, I was pretty upset. I mean, we'd been dating for years, and this was the first time I'd heard about it. So I had an idea. It just came to me in my gut. I didn't know where it came from, but I sat down in my rage, and I decided to write a little note. I took out a piece of paper, and I wrote, Dear Paul, there's a guy in the audience whose bar mitzvah you DJ'd. And I went on. I don't remember what I said. Love, Jill. I folded it up, put it in my back pocket, and off to the studio we went. We grabbed a friend. We arrived to the show. And if you've ever been to a live taping, you know they have these runners, these really young kids who are literally running around seating everybody. So as they seated the three of us in the sort of the middle of the audience, we were saying thank you so much. We sat down and I turned to the runner and very quietly sort of slipped him the piece of paper like it was a drug deal. And I said, hey, I have this note for Paul. 
if you could just slip this to him, I'd be really grateful. He gave me one of those looks, you know, like, okay, crazy lady, uh, and ran off and continued to do his job, and then we never saw him again. Lights go down. Craig comes out, does his intro. He introduces Paul Rudd, who walks out onto the stage, takes a seat in that chair right next to his desk, and immediately says to Craig, So Craig, you know, I was backstage and I got this note. And as he's saying that, he has his right arm going to his back pocket, taking out the note that I had written. And he read it on the air. Now you have to remember, Adam had no idea that I was going to submit this note. I had no idea that it would actually work. My friend had no idea she was not informed of the whole thing at all. So they started panning to the crowd to figure out who the note was about. And as they panned, it was hard to miss us because, of course, our jaws had hit the floor and we were all in shock. I'm sitting there in fear that I'm about to get some words uh, from Adam, from Paul, from Craig. Who knew? So almost immediately, Paul finishes reading it. Adam raised his hand in the crowd. And then Paul said, Adam, why don't you come on up here? So fortunately, Adam was game, walked straight to the stage, sat down in the guest chair next to Paul, and the two of them started yapping away on live television about something about balloons and creating fun sounds. Uh, I don't even remember at this point, but it was hilarious how they went through a description of what it was like when Paul worked as a DJ for events back in the day. So not only that, but there was a moment where Craig said to everybody, you know what, we're going to have to be back after this commercial break. Paul interrupted him and said, hey, Craig, we're going to have Adam stay with us to do the five questions. Now, if you don't remember the five questions, they were five questions. So we go to commercial break. There is a makeup artist who rushes over to Adam to start doing his face while there's a sound engineer who rushes over to Adam, mics him up, puts a pack on his pants, and all of a sudden we're back, we're on the air. And Adam completes all five questions. He's the one who answers them correctly, not Paul. So the show is wrapping up, and as we start to leave the building, a runner comes over to us and says, I'm so sorry, you're not allowed to leave because union rules demand that we have to pay you. So we made 200 bucks that day. I tell you this story not to gloat about the fact that Adam got to interact with Paul Rudd and I made us 200 bucks that day. I'm also not going to gloat about the fact that at a completely unrelated event, we happened to run into Paul Rudd again and he was too embarrassed to say hi. I am telling you this story because there was a moment at the beginning when Adam told me that he had had some previous experiences with Paul Rudd when he was 13, where I, I thought to myself, you know what, I could sit down, I could write a note, or I could just not bother. How ludicrous is that idea? Nothing's ever going to come of it. That would make me look like a fool. I could have started talking myself through every single reason why I didn't need to do the thing that I did, but I did it anyway. And what I want you to take from that story is that you need to do it anyway. 
you need to go ahead and do the most ridiculous thing that you can possibly do. And even if your idea is not so ridiculous, I know you're going to tell yourself that it's ridiculous. You need to do it anyway. I also tell you this because you're going to hear over the course of this podcast that I have a million stories like this. This is not one rare, weird, wacky story that fortunately I get to start a podcast off with. I have so many stories. I'm going to share some of them with you because I always say yes. And my tool of the week, drumroll please, stayhometakecare.com. If you go there, it's an incredible resource at a time like this where we're all stuck at home with our kids. We're stuck with our families. We don't really know what to do every single day. It's going to provide you with so many options, ideas, websites. It's like a million tools within one tool. So go to stayhometakecare.com and, uh, and you're welcome. I want to hear from you. You don't call. You don't write. So do the right thing. Write me, 708-872-7878. Text me, leave a voicemail, do whatever you want, but share with me. The more that I hear from you, the more I can provide you with advice, tools, tricks, tips, resources, all of that. So reach out, send me an email, jill at foundingmoms.com. I look forward to seeing you next time. Ciao.